0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 5th, 2010. Week 2 of our Advent series, The Wonder of Christmas, Peace is Born. Mary was greatly troubled when the angel Gabriel visited to tell her that she would be the mother of Jesus. How could she, a virgin, have a baby, she wondered. But the angel told her not to fear, and that nothing is impossible with God. And Mary found peace as she waited for the birth of her son. We hope to find peace as well as we prepare for Christmas, As we wait the birth of the Son, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the candle of peace, we ask the Lord that our hearts be transformed, that our lives magnify the peace of Jesus within us. We seek God's help as we strive to walk in the light of Christ.
1: Good morning, Connection Church. It's wonderful to worship with you this morning as we sense and feel the peace of Christ among us. My name is Carrie Jones.
2: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we're two sinners who have been saved by God's grace. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do thank you for today that your love invaded the earth, our lives, in such an incredible way. Lord, we ask for you to open our hearts this morning that we might sense and feel your peace in a way that guides us as we leave this place all through the week and through this Christmas season. We pray this in your most humble and precious name. And all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. Peace.
2: It's interesting, isn't it, how we talk about peace at Christmas, one of the most hectic times of the year. Uh, You know, go to any of the malls, I'm sure some of you already have, and the atmosphere is probably anything but peaceful, Uh, not not just in the stores, but in the parking lot, and the road getting in there. It's You know, it's hard to be peaceful when there's so much to get done, you know, shopping and baking and wrapping and decorating and all those kinds of things. The list goes on and on and on. So peace, uh, hectic, (laughs) hectic might, might be a more appropriate word for this second Sunday of Advent.
1: Well, the first Christmas was at a time that was kind of hectic as well. Let's take a look at what the Bible says as we focus on the second chapter of Luke, and this is the translation called The Message. About that time, Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. This was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had to travel to his own ancestral hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph went from the Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's town, for the census. As a descendant of David, he had to go there. He went with Mary, his fiancée, who was pregnant.
2: (laughs) In other words, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. that's not exactly how it was. No, the place was more like a mob scene. Think about it. Everyone whose ancestral hometown was Bethlehem was there for the sense of Joseph, who lived about 80 miles away, was there along with Mary, his fiancée. And there were many, many like him there to register as they were required by the Roman governor uh, government under Caesar Augustus. Jesus' crib... Was a manger, a feeding trough for animals, because there was no room in the. You know the story. Yeah. Bethlehem was overrun with people. It was anything but peaceful.
1: And for those who, who traveled there, things had been more than just a little crazy for them leading up to this journey to Bethlehem. For example, God sent an angel his angel Gabriel to a young girl named Mary let's take a look Luke chapter 1 the angel went to her and said greetings you who are highly favored the Lord is with you Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be anybody
2: here ever been visited by an angel I know guys you said oh you're an angel but I mean a real angel no, I, have, I don't think I have either, unless it was, I didn't recognize it. Um, you know, um, it's got to be unsettling, though. I mean, for one thing, it doesn't happen every day. I'm sure this was Mary's first angelic visit. Plus, you know, I don't think angels are those cute little, chair, little you know, uh, five-year-old girl, blonde girls with the little, you know, in the Christmas pageants. They're powerful bins. And this was the Archangel Gabriel. Come on now. And... and <laughs> to be highly favored by God. You ever get that message? (laughs) You better be ready. (laughs) You better pack your spurs because it's coming. And the thing is, Mary, they believe, was only about 13, 14 at the time. And she gets this visit, this angelic visit. And then, on top of all that, then she's told that she will give birth to a son named Jesus, and she wonders, how can this happen? I'm a virgin.
1: Do you know what could happen back then if you were pregnant and out of wedlock? Well, you could be stoned to death. People could pick up stones and throw at you and throw at you and throw at you and beat you to death with the stoning. I'm not so sure that Mary was experiencing a feeling of peace at this point.
2: And then there's Joseph, her fiancé. We're told in the first chapter of Matthew that Joseph learns that Mary is pregnant. Well, knowing the child isn't his, she already told us she was a virgin, so he knows it's not his, he decides to end their engagement. But he chooses to do it quietly so as not to bring her to public disgrace. That's, that's pretty decent of them, isn't it? Pretty decent.
1: Okay, so now put yourself in, in Joseph's place. Wow, your fiancé is pregnant. You know that the baby is not yours. I think that for most of us in that situation, it would be anything but a peaceful feeling. Uh, maybe anger or outrage or revengeful that could possibly describe the emotional state of, that most guys would be in. And most of us wouldn't be looking at how to end the engagement quietly so not to disgrace your fiancé. And yet, that's what Joseph does.
2: Okay, so he's got his mind made up. I'm going to bring this thing to an end and move on. And he gets a visit from God an angel, but this time in a dream. We're not told this angel's name. Some people, I think, probably think it's Gabriel, but we're never told in Scripture exactly the name of this angel. But the angel comes in a dream and tells Joseph not to be afraid to take Mary as his wife. He's told that the child she is carrying is from the Holy Spirit, that this child will be a son, his name will be Jesus, and he will save the people From their sins. Wow.
1: Do not be afraid, the angel says to Joseph. Have no fear. Don't be afraid. Fear not. In other words, peace be with you. Peace. Be at peace. Contrary to the things, to everything uh, that he's probably experiencing. And now this angel is saying, fear not. Be at peace. Everything will be okay. I've got it under control, God says. And so Joseph wakes up, and he does do exactly as the angel instructs, and he takes Mary as his wife.
2: What the angel tells Joseph in that dream is exactly the same thing that the angel Gabriel tells Mary when he visited her and, 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 and she became fairly unsettled. Do not be afraid, the angel tells Mary. In other words, God has everything under control. The child that you will carry, she's told, is from God's Holy Spirit. That's how, even though you haven't had a relationship with a man, it's, it's through God's Holy Spirit. So don't be afraid, Mary. And Mary isn't afraid. That's the incredible part. She's at great peace.
1: And the last thing she says to the angel is this, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. How about if we're able to say that? Let it be, in fact, let's say it together with the let part. Let it be be with with me according to to your word. Well, and later, while visiting her cousin Elizabeth, she shares this song of praise, and it's known as the Magnificat. It's a great, great piece of scripture. It's a great song to the Lord, where she celebrates and, and praises the Lord.
2: You know, we're, we're living in a, in a pretty crazy time right now, I think you would agree. Um, and, and maybe you haven't been visited by an angel like Mary or Joseph, but... Chances are you're feeling the effects of maybe the economy, either you or somebody in your family or somebody close to you, the uncertainty that kind of surrounds us. May, right now, it seems like there's a lot of political unrest in the country, you know, a lot of turmoil, the recent elections, a lot of turnover, a lot of in stuff world, like that. And South in the world, Korea. not just there, but in the world. You know, you're reading the paper of uh, uh, what, North and South Korea at odds again, and you know, our involvements here, there, and everywhere, and 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 um, maybe, again, maybe you or somebody close to you is just feeling a lot of personal stress um, for, for various reasons, and you know, it seems like there's, as a result of this uncertainty and unrest, there's a lot of fear, a lot of fear around us, a, a lot of fear among us, you know, fearful, uh, will my job be next, or fearful, since I'm out of work, will I get a job? Fearful, what is going to happen in the world scene? What happens if North and South Korea, again, uh, things escalate? What, what if we get involved in another conflict someplace? You know, all the what-ifs seem to bring fear. And, you know, God, God's message for us is, a, is the same message He brought Mary and Joseph 2,000 years ago, way back when. And that message is, do not be afraid. Have no fear. Be at peace. Be at peace.
1: We talk about peace born at Christmas. Peace born at Christmas. And that peace comes from trust. Trusting God. Knowing that God is bigger than us or bigger than the situation or bigger than the circumstance. We may not know how things will work out. But we know that God has us in his grip. And that piece comes from faith. Faith. Faith, a belief in things even when we can't see. You know, we want to see way out there, but oftentimes God gives us right here. And you know, when I really think about it, I'm not sure I could handle seeing way out there. But God gives us just what we need to take the next step in faith. So we have faith in one hand or fear in another. You know, faith and fear don't occupy the same space. They can occupy the same space. And so that's a really important lesson here at at Christmas, faith and fear. You see, when Jesus is in the picture, we can be faithful, and fear loses its place. Fear loses its place in our lives. And when that happens, peace comes.
2: The peace born at Christmas, um, it's the peace that the Apostle Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. We, we share this frequently. It's the peace that transcends the peace that passes all understanding. It's beyond what makes sense. Because it's not our—it's not a peace that we bring about. It's a peace that God can bring about. It's beyond our thinking. It's beyond our feeling. It's, it's a knowing that God is on the throne. And when God is on the throne, He's got everything under control. You know that song... You you sing as a kid, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. It's it's the peace that comes from knowing that the baby born in a manger in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago is God's saving grace for the world.
1: A manger in Bethlehem. You know, that town was pretty crazy that night. It was a crazy place. Everyone was there for the census. All the rooms were booked. There was no place in the inn. Certainly not a place where you would expect peace that night. And yet there was one place that was quite peaceful. Very peaceful. Away from the noise. Away from the hubbub. Maybe you just might hear the sound of the animals. They're in the stable, and maybe you would just hear the cry of a newborn pierce the darkness.
2: And they were there because of a census that had been called for by Caesar Augustus, the the most apparently most powerful man in the world at that time. Or that's what people would have thought. It was this leader, Caesar Augustus, who had initiated the Pax Romana, or the Roman peace, uh, a long period of relative peace and minimal military expansion in the Roman Empire during the first and second centuries, you know, a couple hundred years. Seems like a long time until you compare it to some longer periods of time. It's, It's kind of ironic, though, isn't it, that neither the most powerful ruler, earthly ruler, nor this period of peace that neither one of them would endure. Both had their seasons and both would come to an end. But the one that was born that night in one of the few peaceful places in town would not only endure, but, but lives through eternity and brings to you and to me the peace that was born that night as well which is part of this wonder of Christmas that we talk about.
1: Hmm. When we look around us and in our lives, there seems to be a lot of things to be fearful of. Things that bring us anxiety, things that cause us stress, things that make us feel quite uncertain. And we can focus on those things or... We can focus on what could be, what could happen, what might not happen. Or when we feel ourselves getting caught up in that, and it happens to all of us, we can really make a concerted effort. It's almost like a disciplined um, mindset to shift our focus from that to the manger. Because peace is born in the manger that night, and it's a peace that carries on to today and tomorrow and all the days ahead. And it's about faith that God is in control, that we're never out of his grip, that our peace comes from the one born to die, so that we might experience the peace that passes all understanding. His name is Jesus.
2: Now, we can have that peace born at Christmas through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and maybe you know that peace, and if you do, then, gosh, enough said. Or maybe you've known that peace, but right now you're not experiencing it. Maybe today is a day to get on your knees and pray that, uh, to reestablish that relationship with Christ so that, that you would know that peace again. Or, or maybe you've never really felt that peace, and maybe today is the day to invite uh, Jesus into a relationship. Maybe today is the day to stop saying no to the relationship Jesus has been offering you all along. Today is the day to, uh, to realize what a peace in Christ means in your life and what that will mean in the lives around you. I encourage you to take some time today to pray. You can pray in your seats. You can pray up on the steps. If you want somebody to pray with you and kind of walk you through what that means, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I am going to encourage you to go back to the prayer corner there, and there are people there that would love to pray with you and kind of walk you through what it means to, uh, to, uh, to invite Christ into your life, to stop saying No and to realize the peace that He offers, the peace born there at Christmas 2,000 years ago. The wonder of Christmas is one of the aspects of that wonder is the peace that was born in the manger. Amen? Let's pray. Holy God, thank You. Thank You for offering us this peace in the midst of chaos, offering us this peace in the midst of Uh, a challenge in our our lives, an opportunity to know this peace that passes all understanding, and it's all thanks to your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might have a personal relationship with Him. And I just want to say thank you. I pray that you will open hearts this morning, that your Holy Spirit would visit people here today, that they too would know that peace that you offer that passes this understanding, that peace of Christ that was born there in a manger 2,000 years ago. It's in Christ and in your Holy Spirit,
0: we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking part in sharing the message for this week. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also reach our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.